Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your AEW Dynamite review for December 29th, 2021. Yep. And this was their uh, New Year's Smash or Holiday Bash. I'm confused right now. New Year's Smash. Holiday Bash was the Christmas episode. And did you watch uh, their last episode? Yes, I did. And uh, we'll talk about you know the important parts that we missed last week in this episode only. But uh, about this show, what did you think about it? I thought it was a decent show because it was a holiday themed. You know, they didn't put you could say a lot of effort. Like they are just uh, mm-hmm. waiting it out for next week, which is a, actually a big show. It is uh, their TBS premiere. You could say. Hmm. Yes, I felt that the show. I mean, like you said, it was decent. It was like a holiday show, so they know, like you know, viewership is going to be a little down. But despite that, last week they drew like a million viewers, which was great. But uh, like this time, there there were just many tag matches, and it was a show for the sake of being a show. And of course, like it was a home show in uh, Daily's place, so it was just like it was a good show overall. But it was kind of there. in all aspects and um, any particular uh, thing that you were looking forward to like uh, let me refresh anything any particular thing you are looking forward to for the tbs premiere um i mean it's like they have really you know pulling out all the stops for the next week's show it's like a premiere for like you know apparently it's like the mothership channel on the turner system so like which is which i found like a little shocking because i thought tnt was like their uh, biggest view biggest viewing uh, channel turns out it's tbs because i mean i was going more by the history because wcw nitro was on tnt and uh, thunder was on tbs but uh, in this case i mean yeah and of course like they if they are going to such a you know such a big channel that draws in like regular viewership so they have to start off with a bang So in this case, I'm expecting a little shock factor, but uh, like there are three title matches uh, for next week, so that's also there, and it's in the same week as Battle of the Belts, so you don't really know which one is like the bigger show out of the two. I mean, of course, it's the TBS premiere Dynamite, but it kind of feels Battle of the Belts is like ignored a little, you know. Hey, can you talk about Battle of the Belts for a second? Like I think we didn't yes, touch upon this topic. Like, so this is a one-hour special, right? Yes, it is a one-hour special on a Saturday. It's basically like a special episode of a Dynamite or a Rampage kind of thing. I'm pretty much like a Rampage. I have a strong feeling they might just omit Rampage for the week. instead like instead of rampage they'll put just put battle of the belts and because I mean it'll there will be like travel this thing as well, right? So, yeah. Little head scratcher for me. I was, uh, you know, thinking that the specials could be a literal pay per view on TV, maybe two hours yes. or maybe three hours, but uh, one hour. I don't know, man. And plus, like, if you have four titles, you can't really, you know, fit all of that in one hour. It's going to be a bit of a mess, and that is somewhat we are experiencing with Rampage as well, you know, because. the three matches are like so perfectly you know paced 
if you had another match it really leaves everything in you know like in limbo like for example uh two two times like we've seen hook debut okay and uh, like it's a short squash match but at the same time it really takes out the timing from one of the other matches which is unfortunately a women's match so there there is like a little bit of mess if you want to put four matches in one hour and you know you really have to just pick up the pace and just finish it so as of now they only announced the women's championship match that is uh, brit baker versus rio yep that's the only match that is announced and none of the other titles are on the line which is like which really you know <laughs> devalues the show for now that is so um what was i going to say so this battle of the belts it feels like a kind of a ufc themed show you know how ufc throws down this fight night special- yes because of the fight night term my mind went to yes this feels like a kind of a ufc impact. ufc you know fight pass or something like that yes and impact as well they used to do these open fight night episodes or something like that oh yeah impact is also a good example in that case because they do these impact plus specials like they have the pay-per-views and they do these random shows every like every fortnight and uh, yeah i mean that's just there you know just to put out more content for their network so it somewhat it feels somewhat similar in that case and these are also going to be like quarterly shows just like the how the pay-per-views are there's going to be like four special shows on TNTs and Saturdays so it's just right in that uh, category it's but uh, we'll talk about dynamite here but before that if you are new to slam up wrestling then make sure to like share subscribe do all that fun stuff uh, check out our other content links provided in the description below and uh, i will try to review day 1 uh, this week see how that works but uh, let's talk about dynamite uh, the newest smash edition so they kicked off uh, by the way they are back in uh, jacksonville daily's place i hope uh, i don't want to see that daily's place again for a while if you know what i mean yes it's really giving like ptsd from the covid shows one and the second it's like i don't know i have this um you know you get that feeling like something's not right that's what i sometimes get with the daily play shows that they do and i mean i understand you know it's like a home base for them they've done most of their shows during the pandemic and also like some special shows like for example the new year show that they did for 2020 was also there so they have like one entrance way and i have uh, like it's one of my pet peeves having the you know the entrance ramp connected to the ring apron so that's also there and i don't know the setup really feels weird to me all in all respect we are we have spoken in the past that it is a very unique venue when there is a full crowd yep but uh, uh, so the show kicked off here with the return of good old jr jim ross is back on commentary he got a huge reaction and uh, great to see jr back man yeah i mean he was i don't want to say he was solely missed but yeah there was like a bit of oomph missing you know in the commentaries but at the same time i thought taz did a wonderful job in his absence like last week we didn't cover the holiday bash episode but taz was like hilarious throughout taz. but uh, it's good to see 
Yeah. Yeah, Taz is super hilarious on comedy. Like at least we get to hear him on yeah, Rampage. Man. Yes, Rampage and also uh, even on Dark like he just fucks around with Excalibur through, <laughs> throughout the episode. But yeah, it's great to see Jaya back. I hope he's doing, you know, healthier and much better. and everyone looks so happy to see him back and you know it's only they waited for him to say it's wednesday night and you know what no, that, that means. means so i thought that was that, yeah that was a little touching as well so we quickly transition into this random 10 uh, man tag this was involving jurassic express your boy christian cage and the tag team champions lucha bros So they were facing uh, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and uh, FTR. So this was a good opener for Dynamite here. Uh, some great talents, uh, and uh, should we get to the conclusion, uh, or uh, will you give your thoughts for this match? I mean, it was like a your regular, you know, multi-man tag match, and. you know you know while we were talking about the episode as a whole like you know it was just there and that's one of the reasons there were like just these uh, three multi man tag matches were just peppered in just for you know give that holiday feeling or whatever but i thought this match was good you know it did its job in furthering up the story between the lucha bros and uh, jurassic express and uh, you know hfo can i mean seriously bugger off it's like that's and i really like matt hardy it's just that hfo thing is not working for me and ftr are also just there like now you know they are just being slotted in random multi man tag matches like they were partnering with uh, malakai and andrade before and after that with uh, last week with mjf and now over here so it also feels weird in that sense like not sure what are what's there uh, what are they going to do in the near future but i liked how the story progression between the jurassic express and the lucha bros i was just about to get that wrong and you know the highlights were for me were <laughs> like uh, you know ray phoenix doing ray phoenix things and uh, like there was like a lot of cohesion within the baby face team except for the ending and that's about it i'd say yeah they couldn't coexist that was the story throughout the match yeah that that's like something we shit on wwe for but you know and now let it pass and at this, at this point even they feel like this is a weekly joke yeah i mean their twitter guy must be the twitter guy is somewhat hilarious in that case but uh this is what caused the baby faces the match here like there was some dissension between pentagon and uh, sorry penta and uh, christian cage like penta was about to you know get the victory here but christian cage jumped in so there were uh, so the heels took advantage of this uh, and ftr would hit the big rig on christian cage and pinned him so the heel team got the victory here and uh, Let's uh, get through this. So, uh, I think Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express had some confrontation backstage regarding this, and as a result of this, uh, we are finally getting the tag title match between Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express, who are uh, ranked number one, by the way, at the premiere episode next week. Yep. 
they even christian was like oh we can't wait so we are challenging you next week and uh, luchabra was like okay sero me do so i didn't know that you can if you are the number one contender you can just challenge at any time any place or uh, was it explained in the past or something uh certain loopholes regarding this ranking systems which aw can you know get away from i mean i think the ranking system has has gotten like so much better than you know when they used to do it at the start like now there are stories around it and also you know they try to put this into equation like you know ranking uh, like for example if someone is winning so much and he's going to number 2 he just needs another one to go to number 1 and if he loses he can just go down so i thought like now after probably a year and a half they've done solid job with that but initially yes it was quite head scratching to say the least you can you can say that it's not a 100% strict ranking system yeah there's loopholes yeah but uh, we are getting this tagged on match next week should be good and my question is do they pull the trigger on jurassic express is it time i i feel so because uh, honestly speaking this lucha lucha bros tag reign hasn't gone anywhere much and it's a, which is a shame because like you know ever since winning the tag titles they've been somewhat in the background and the former champions the young bucks were more at the forefront of you know any story that was there so which is a which is a shame because i th- i thought they uh, like lucha bros deserve so much more as a you know as tag champions and i think the momentum is pretty high on jurassic express ever since you know them aligning with christian and i think this is the second tag op- tag title opportunity after aligning with him but now even after the win you know when jungle boy got the win versus uh, super click at the full gear so like i said you know the momentum's been pretty high and uh, i don't think they are going to hold that and it is high time for jurassic express to win the belt as well because you know they've been losing so many times as well like in the past for the tag titles so yeah i think it's time that you pull the trigger i think you should crown uh, jurassic express uh, new tag team champions and by the way did you know that uh, remember when they were crowning the inaugural champions Jurassic Express were the top favorite to win it but uh, I think Luchasaurus got injured last minute yeah and uh, was that the reason why private party were put in and they ended up defeating the young bucks right the first round or something because know. like my memory is my memory is a little hazy around that time because I knew it was SCU and Lucha Bros who were at the final is that correct yes SCU and Lucha Bros and at that time the lucha bros were heels uh, which is weird yeah they worked as heels but over still with the crowd i mean yeah it's just because how great they are yeah but uh, looking forward to that match and i think it's a good addition because uh, we have the hangman and danielson match and uh, adding this match you know gives more importance to that show feels like a pay per view card now Yeah, it's it's really giving me the Grand Slam vibes. It definitely is, and you said three title matches, right? Yeah, uh, third one is the TBS title, which is happening on Rampage, or Dynamite. No, T- TBS. No, TBS title is also happening next oh, week on. Oh, the TBS uh, title. Like, How of course. Yeah, it's 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 literally on TBS, the Dynamite premiere. 
एनीवेज मैन बट मूविंग ऑन अनदर यू नो मल्टी मैन मैच दिस इज ए ट्रियोस मैच दिस इज एरी किंगस्टन ही वाज टीमिंग अप विथ सेंटेन एंड ओटीज सो दे आर फेसिंग टू पॉइंट ओ एंड डैनियल गार्सिया सो little bit shocker for me regarding the outcome because i thought this was going to be a blow off match and uh, what did you think about the outcome and the match itself the match uh, it was there for me yeah the crowd was dead for this match maybe they were tired from the opener or were like or there was like no heat in this besides kingston and garcia because 2.0 are you know let's just say that they are more on the goofy side than and they just kind of complement garcia's seriousness so with that that being said yeah the crowd was completely non-existent and these guys were just doing to do uh, performing their moves to dead silence and even with uh, garcia like the main story was basically garcia who's like a young youngster who's probably i mean not probably he was he is wise beyond his years and he was getting the better of eddie kingston who's a veteran and uh, like it was the story was mainly 2.0 and daniel garcia versus eddie kingston so that was pretty much the entire match where uh, garcia was just trying to you know incite eddie kingston to attack him but he eddie was losing his cool and then uh, these guys pick up the win and after that Yeah, in that case, I would say like we'll get to the aftermath. But uh, yeah, it was a shocking outcome. But at the same time, what, given what happened after, you know, it's not really that surprising. And uh, yeah, what happened regarding the outcome? I think Danny Garcia uh, got a roll up pin on someone. No, uh, it was Jeff Parker who got a win on Santana. Yeah, but yeah, is- even I, uh, my. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, it was a roll-up. Yeah, which was. It was a roll-up. It was a roll-up. You can call it a surprise roll-up because, uh, like I said, very shocker of an outcome. I thought the baby faces were going to get the win here, but uh, then I realized there is a post-match bit. So what happened was the heels were, you know, continuing the assault, and uh, I think they used the ring bell and smashed it on Santana here. So. After all that, the pirates uh, go up. We hit. Uh, we hear Judas Chris Jericho finally shows up. This was his return after this a couple of weeks. So yes, and you know, even Floyd returned man with Jericho. Yeah, I almost forgot about Floyd. So Floyd is back. Jericho is back. He runs out to the ring and almost trips. and the heels bail so jericho has a serious look on his face and uh, there you go man so after that while kingston is busy you know checking on his best friend santana here so jericho he was just kind of acting like he was concerned for you know uh, santana but uh, still he was gloating and you know posing to the crowd you know uh, while judas is playing even kingston took notice to it and he decided to you know cut the music off so he and jericho had you know some verbal you know you know face off and this led to you know uh, jericho and kingston almost you know decided to fight but uh, otis came in the middle to you know be the peacemaker so there you go so that's the story here and i can see this match happening at uh, revolution 
if they i mean they can build up to it to revolution but you know there's still a couple months from like next week so i feel it will be on any of these special episodes that they do for dynamite or whatever comes in you know end of jan or early feb but that being said i mean i can't wait for eddie kingston to tear chris jericho a new one you know in his promos and even when he was doing you know the cut the music part and he was like trying to get into jericho's face it looked super real and you know eddie kingston is like the guy who injects realism into pro wrestling and he does it like su- with super conviction and he does it like superbly so in this case like it also felt genuine because like you know he was attending to his friends santana and ortiz who were like viciously attacked by the heels and jericho had to wait for his music to just come out and do the run in and try to make the save for his boys so maybe this is a story where hopefully we get to see satana and ortiz leave in a circle and join eddie kingston in some way because i mean they have a history for better or worse so i'm hoping that this is this is the outcome of that story and also at the same time i really can't wait for eddie kingston to you know just batter chris jericho both physically and verbally hopefully this makes jericho a little bit relevant again yeah <laughs> we've said this in the past like so many times that the only thing that is keeping chris jericho relevant now is his theme song which is sad yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah. let's hope for the best man i hope uh, this doesn't turn out to be a feud that looks like it's promising but you know it drags 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 and at the end of the day it actually doesn't mean anything that's pretty much chris jericho's uh, you know post world title scene ever since i mean in aw yeah i have made a comparison to the mjf feud it was intriguing the best and uh, the starting kind of you know it uh, the interest level you know started to dip but at least they ended on a good note at the all out paper also also the american top team stuff was all nah there it was just there you are right and uh, speaking about uh, american top team shall we talk about this dan lambert bit that we had on dynamite yep so, sure uh he was out there you know cutting his usual dan lambert like promo we had scorpio sky and ethan page accompanying you know lambert here so basically he's uh, shitting on cody roads like he promised that he was going to keep an eye on for the Sami Guevara Cody Rhodes match by the way what did you think about Cody Rhodes winning the TNT championship i kind of like it to be honest <laughs> really like in a way yes because i'm expecting something drastic to happen and you know it's like a great expert level trolling from Cody Rhodes you know him just trying to being a pseudo triple h and i mean i was a little disappointed about sammy losing but i mean the prospect of what cody can do and the story that they're trying to say like you know he's not a heel is not a baby face and the crowd hates him so it might lead him to you know eventually embracing the dark side or what like i'm intrigued to see what they do with it eventually but uh, that being said yeah i mean it's just they're just trolling at this point but i can't wait to see what they're what they what the actual end goal is of cody winning the tnt championship so it's it's somewhat in the middle but at the same time like you know i'm i'm more curious than disappointed 
to put it in a more simpler term you're just excited because cody roots is somewhat of an intriguing character will he turn heel or not on that basis you're saying right yeah so that makes sense but uh, sammy guara i don't know he could have retained i actually wanted him to retain but uh, i get where like, you're going with personally Cody yes yeah Yes, I mean, heading into this match, I I wanted Sami to retain because he thought it was only his fifth title defense, and uh, his title reign also was just sadly it was just there. He was just he just had four matches, and besides that, like most of his reign was into that whole American Top Team shit. So uh, you know, it kind of took his its impact away. of him being a champion and the title was just relegated to the background so because of that i thought that you know he didn't really get a chance to develop himself neither did the championship but you know now that it's with cody who's like you know a very prominent figure in aw so in that case it's more intriguing to see where it eventually goes so uh, what happened we were talking about this uh... bit with uh, dan lambert here so he's just sitting on cody roads he says that uh, you know he sucks up to the boss tony khan he regularly mentions tony khan like sitting on tony khan being the you know like he kind of buries dan lambert during you get you get my rip right and uh, he talks Maybe. about even an anderson says that dan lambert actually looked up to you know anderson in the past uh he was a uh, horseman everything but he is sucking up to cody roads and he talks about cody roads's neck tattoo looks like a transformer logo which was a good line he wasn't wrong about that do you don't like cody roads's tattoo oh i hate it seriously yeah i mean it's grown on me now it's just that it looked weird then it still looks weird to me Yeah, it's it's in the wrong. But who am I to argue? Yeah, like someone had written, he got a neck tattoo on the chest and a chest tattoo on the neck, wow. which is pretty accurate. So basically, shooting on Cody Rhodes, and this led to Brandy Rhodes on the mic after a while, and she said, "Who told so... you this was open mic night, bitch?" So from yes. there. She is shitting on Dan Lambert and calls him a less talented Paul Heyman, like no, eh, nobody. Which was a good me. line. Sorry to interrupt you, Ridwan, but nobody informed me that this was shoot season. Again. <laughs> yes, it it is somewhat shoot season whenever Dan Lambert is around, and I thought that line was a bit hilarious because you know he was just like. He's just being a shooty shooty guy, Dan Lambert. And then his reply was like, "Yeah, no, I prefer Jim Cornette," which is basically what Dan Lambert's character is. So I thought that exchange was a little hilarious, but it boy, it goes downhill from there. And uh, he said, uh, Brandy said something like, "Have you ever, uh, you know, got beaten by a woman?" And some, some whatever. Like, can you help me with this? Okay, I mean it's it's going to sound a little controversial. From you are not quoting this. This is uh, Brandy's words. Yeah, these are Brandy's words, but she meant what she meant was like very controversial, and this just like 
after that paul heyman and jim cornet line this promo just goes downhill as if it wasn't going already yeah go so, for it anyone like he is okay so brandy tells him that have you ever gotten beaten up by a woman and you didn't get paid for it which is basically you know i i wouldn't say and then uh, this guy dan lambert was like if i'm getting to beat up a woman for free then i'll just do it and it also it just you know see descended into misogynistic quotes like they were calling brandy a stripper and just because of the name and uh, then they were then he was just uh, dan lambert was just flaunting his uh, like i'm a black belt and then brandy is like if you're a black belt i'm a black bitch and then they just like throw the mic down and trying to fight and then both ethan page and scorpio sky were trying to you know pull dan lambert behind and then our boy dustin roach shows up and he is trying to protect brandy and then he gets attacked by page and sky and then the heels leave so that was the entire segment and it wasn't very good it was black mm i get what you are saying like very controversial lines and remarks but i have i have to say man brandy roads has actually a mic presence she has a little mm, she does she does i i actually kind of like brandy roads and like some some of her stuff that she's tried to do has all <laughs> gone into the wayside like i i'm like directly referring to the nightmare collective or whatever that yeah was. remember that but that was like ages ago and it was horrible then it's still horrible now but the only plus side of it is we got to see our boy luther there ah yeah. oh, that's the way he debuted right yeah and uh, you know luther luther's presence has been a blessing to my eyes so that's the only good thing to come out of that thing but after that i think brandy was yeah she was there like she had some story with uh, the bunny who was ali then and uh, with jake the snake and she's she's been involved in cody's feuds more or less like whatever had happened you know with brody with archer and Uh, then after that i think she gets she gets pregnant and then she's off i'm trying to remember if there were more but you know that being said yes like you said you know brandy has a mic presence and she has like she is pretty good with that it's a shame that whenever she tries a little too hard it just falls by the wayside and you know it becomes uninteresting really quick but the this is all leading towards a tnt title match on uh, this week's rampage if i'm not wrong yes it's already been taped so and oh. i don't know what the results are i don't want to read the uh, read the spoilers but uh, i'm hoping that it's a good match so cody roads is defending the title against ethan page yeah should be a good match so basically cody is going to feud with a uh, man of the year for a while and then we have to see what's next Yes, and uh, a fun fact is that both Cody and uh, Ethan Page were tag champions in the Independence scene. Really? Yep. After, this was after Cody left uh, WWE. Like he was on this Independence streak, you know, go wrestling people like Mike Bennett, Kurt Angle, and uh, you know, even in what culture pro wrestling. So at that time, like in one of the independent promotions, him and Ethan Page were tag champions. but uh, we'll have to wait and see and uh, do you have a feeling that cody roads could be a transitional champion 
I think that is the reason why he got the belt, but uh, not sure why. I mean, who can he drop it to? Because I feel that Ethan Page is still, you know, he's great. You know, we always speak highly of how great of a talent Ethan Page is on the mic and in the ring. But, you know, the American top team stuff has, you know, put him down a little, you know, with all due respect. So I feel that, you know, he needs to probably get a little up there. I'd say he was ready to become TNT champion when he was feuding with Darby Allen because that feud really made Ethan Page in AEW, with all due respect. And uh, now, you know, uh, ever since being a part of American Top Team, it has slightly gone down, but let's see where that goes. Mm, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, another, I just realized there are potential guys that could take the title of Cody. One being yes, Miro. He is still, you know, stuck in the multiverse somewhere, uh, <laughs> waiting for him to come back. I, I can see him getting another TNT title run. You can call Andrade. You already have somewhat of a story between him and Cody. And he could be a great candidate to take the title of uh, Cody. I have someone in mind though, already. Shoot. Which we'll get to eventually. No, we'll get to it eventually on the show itself. Okay. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk about MJF. He had a little promo back. Literally. Wait. Is this the guy? Yes. Okay. Uh, get to that. But uh, let's uh, talk about the promo he did. So he was uh, backstage uh, with Wardlow actually. Wardlow was actually preparing for his match. So in this uh, promo is basically you know, talking about CM Punk. And the breaking news here is that he claims that he's done with CM Punk. And you know, he also talks about what happened in the six-man match. Where he uh, claims Sting made a, you know, he called Sting a outlaw rookie or something like that. Because for, you know, almost killing yes, he was, that match. Yes, uh, that bump man. Holy shit, I got scared. Because he just, like, from the ringside, I mean, from the ring ropes, he just jumped straight onto the floor and he jumped like this. So, that was very scary. And he was a little dazed even during the match. And he was selling it pretty well, even if he wasn't, like, if he wasn't completely dazed. But, uh, yeah, it was scary. So, he talks about, you know, CM Punk calls him yesterday's news and he wants to move on and, you know, uh, wants to achieve his ultimate goal and that's to get pretty platinum that is the AEW World Championship and he talks about you know talks to Wardlow and tells him to you know settle down for now you know stop the you know powerbomb swan song that he's been doing lately symphony yeah, the sim- powerbomb symphony bit so there was something uh, where he mentioned to Wardlow to get more wins so that he can advance in the face of the revolution ladder match that will happen at the paper itself. So there was something where he said once uh, and you get the uh, victories so that I can advance in the you know revolution ladder match something like that. Like the ma- the the thing he mentioned was he doesn't want just the world championship, but he has also set his sights on the TNT you know championship. So Wardlow was a little confused with this. So MJF decided to call out our boy uh, Smart Mark. Mean Mark Callis. No, I was about to mess it up. Smart Mark Sterling. 
so he reads out a long yes. contract in you know 0.25 speed so once this was done uh, spears decided to kick uh, mr sterling out so that was just the promo mjf says he's done with punk he wants championship not just the world title but the tnt title so that was a big breaking news here so you said that mjf should be the one to take the title of cody right yes that's a interesting you know choice but uh, what do you think about this overall thing where we'll get to the cm punk bit but uh, both men have decided to you know say that this current thing that they're doing is done they want to move on yes i i th- i feel that this is a good way to you know eventually put the brakes on this feud because like a match of this caliber like a feud basically a feud of this caliber between someone like mjf who we know how great he is and cm punk we know he's a legend so both of these deserve a pay-per-view match and it is only feasible to put it on revolution or probably double or nothing if because if mjf wants to qualify for the face of the revolution match and uh, i thought that this is a good way to stretch it out like they just you know decided to pause it and they'll uh, they'll get back to it sometime when mjf wants when both of them want to you know so i feel that this is a good way to you know just separate the two for now because you know they can concentrate on what they want to do for one what what one shit sorry what they want to do and after that you know they can eventually revisit it whenever they feel like so it's fine by me but uh should i i i mean should i give my thoughts on the whole wardlow situation or you should i wait for the match uh we know what's going on with the wardlow situation that you were about to describe but uh, i'm little you know scratching my head on how if they pull the trigger on this how will mjf go after the tnt championship right now uh maybe they can wait it out because if i'm wardlow like how a boy smart mark sterling mentioned that uh, it was written in wardlow's contract excuse me yeah that whatever wardlow wins all his you know championship opportunities his merch sales his commissions or anything that he earns all he all he has to relinquish it to mjf and he's just a guy for hire at the end of the day so it is a little insulting and also you know plants more seeds into the wardlow face turn which is going to happen like very soon i'm expecting it by you know like how you mentioned you know if mjf wants to qualify for the face of the revolution ladder match and if he's unsuccessful then i think that's the time you can put the trigger or pull the trigger on wardlow's face turn and uh, and it's high time they do it and the visual of mjf versus cody rhodes again this time uh, the dynamic is very different from what they were doing uh 2 years ago yeah almost 2 years ago it was <laughs> it was literally revolution 2020 yeah the last last show they did for the pandemic and uh, yeah baby face mjf beating cody roads that would be great i Wait, guess how? how is mjf a baby face now what is cody roots he is a twiner more or less 
but he is going to get a hero's reaction whenever this match happens yeah i mean that's there It's just that mjf is only a face in long island nowhere else do you think right now how people are treating cody roads that they're going to cheer cody and uh, not you know do the opposite reaction to mjf i mean that's more on the fan side like what the fans want to enjoy in that particular moment but i was talking more on the character sense that mjf is very like a very detestable heel but uh, anyways um, should be good and uh, i'm actually looking forward to it if that happens but uh, moving on we just mentioned warlow he had a match here on dynamite he was facing uh, i think i'm going to butcher this name uh, colin delaney delaney but yeah yeah he is uh, one of the most respected jobbers in our sport very much very much so like he was uh, he was in ecw like ww ecw he was like a protege of tommy dreamer and then he was on this james ellsworth like run he was just a jobber there he was getting big wins here and there and he was after that you know he was just released and uh, he has made a few appearances on dark and elevation in the past so this was his first dynamite match after so ali yeah so this was one of his, uh, those uh, quick squash matches for wardlow uh, a bunch of power bombs the power bomb symphony hit about 4 to 5 here what's the exact number four so yeah. four power bombs and that was it got the quick victory and they, i think you can see through these matches that they are wa- they want wardlow to kind of get a goldberg like you know push and you know get that same reaction like crowd are actually you know getting into you know wardlow power bombing a poor block every week mm, and wardlow's been getting over with the crowd as is and you know they both spears and mjf are trying asking him not to go for that but wardlow does anyway and then he gets on the bad side and also you know sean spears being a chair pervert just beating them and all sucking up to mjf as well. so that's this, that's also a story that they're doing so when wardlow eventually splits i feel that his first feud is going to be sean spears and then like sean spears is going to be a proxy for mjf until he gets to the real person real piece i think uh, this is a good you could say uh, story progression yeah and they've been doing this forever like probably since uh, wardlow lost to cody in that cage match you know since then mjf has been constantly uh, verbally harassing him ever since and uh, i just got an idea of what how they can do a split from wardlow and uh, mjf go on man yeah so you know like how mjf has been qualifying for the tnt championship like he can or if he can win or something mm-hmm. but at the end of the day wardlow you know with his undefeated streak is also rising up the ranks in uh, like in the world championship picture so what if there's a there's a way that you know someone like tony khan or any any way you know someone interjects themselves and with wardlow gaining these constant wins it goes on to face hangman and both wardlow and hangman have a like a minor history between both 
between each other. So he gets a title match with Hangman, and MJF gets jealous, and that's also planting another seed. And then we get to that revolution bit where MJF is unsuccessful to win his uh, title opportunity, and that's when they do this bit. That would be good, but the main goal is there. There was there should be somewhat of a drift between MJF and Wardlow, and I think that would be great. And right now, what they are doing with Wardlow is also you know. uh like planting of the seeds for you know potentially what could happen is also great in my opinion yeah but um moving on let's talk about the elite so they were doing a promo uh this was uh adam cole and the young pucks they are joined by bobby fish and the new guy in town the kyle o'reilly So the young bucks are a little disappointed at Adam Cole for you know at actually at Kyle O'Reilly because they haven't actually talked for a week since Kyle debuted last week. So Kyle, in a very sarcastic manner, was uh, just you know greeting the young bucks, "Hi, young bucks," something like that. So this is the uh, main story here. Like both these tag teams are basically you know. like what's the word i'm looking for adam cole is the middle guy in both these teams here mm-hmm. bit of a love triangle in a way can, or a love pentagon you can say that and uh, on that note how, what did you feel about how they did the kyle o'reilly debut like it was be- it was being built as a surprise but uh, now they are going into like you said the love triangle bit should they have, hmm. instead of that should they have just you know uh turned on the bucks right there and then no because you need a certain reason for adam cole to split from the bucks i mean you have that story you have that story you have that reason you know of how adam cole was betrayed by the bucks and then he came back and he just joined them and you know like we all are expecting adam cole to be the mole in the situation and he is getting his own guys to turn on the elite so and i don't think it was a good time for them to make the turn last week you need more story progression to eventually get to that point and probably even you know if kenny returns and when he does so this is good they they were going to stretch it out, stretch this out more or less but that being said you know i thought that his debut was done very well because the only way you could have slotted him in was you know reuniting red dragon and at this point bobby fish is also aligned with adam cole and the bucks so this was done really, really well in my opinion and uh, really great to see the undisputed era on aw you mean with the addition of roderick strong or just the way they are right now at least we are getting to see the original incarnation of this group i mean that's there but now i'm st- slowly started to get around you know them and the undisputed era but it seems like they were a super group in roh as well were they i don't remember i'm i'm not sure because i saw a picture of the three of them with adam cole holding the world championship and red dragon holding the holding the tag championship and they were together so i'm not sure if they were a group I don't, I don't think, think so, so, but 
you know yeah that picture was somewhat of a thing because but you're talking about yeah. their roh run right yeah yeah roh um i think i i'm not a i'm not i don't have a lot of knowledge regarding roh but i would say that oreilly bowfish they were a legit tag team the dragons we all know that adam cole was also, actually um, at that time adam cole was actually jumping factions at one point he was in kingdom then he you know, went into singles guy then he made the transition to bullet club that was what's going on roh during that time yes and uh, also you know like when both oreilly and cole started they were at a team called future shock yeah this was before the adam cole we see right now yeah like when both of them started is what i'm saying yeah so regarding this bit with the elite uh, i don't know they should be careful because it's kind of in the middle like you could get the fans interested and at the same time the fans would really not care about this i mean i think they will because it's adam cole and the bucks so no matter what they do they, the fans have their eyes glued on them so even with this super click and jurassic express stuff they were like it was getting a little slightly little comedy territory but they were still doing i mean they were still uh, gaining attention from the fans even the whole dark order the bad stuff that they did even that was like they had the fans invested so i see I mean, even this is, this is going to be good enough in that case but uh, moving on so they did a, they did a small preview for this uh, match on rampage this is tyconti and energy versus penelope ford and the bunny so they are having a street fight if i'm not wrong yep so there's that uh, let's talk about the tbs tiner uh, so tbs tiner tournament this was uh, the final semi final match so we have thunder rosa facing jade cargill and uh, you being a big marvel guy I assume you are. Uh, what was the outfit or inspiration behind uh, Thunder Rosa's gear? I mean, I'm not big of a Marvel nerd. Like, I love Marvel over DC, but uh, I, I was more on like, from what I could tell, it was uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yes, the blades. But I could be wrong on that. Like, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not a very a big comic book guy but you know it could be that i think i think it was great stop long but uh let's talk about the match itself it was decent and you could say it was a big match a long match actually for jade cargill like they yeah. tried to tell a story here with uh, tandoroza actually working on jade's uh, leg hello did i lost you Wait. Can you hear me, Redwar? Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm great. Okay. Uh, we were actually talking about. It was. Yeah, this match. Wolverine. Where, yeah, where uh, like I was like I was saying, Jade Cargill. Uh, sorry, Thunder Rosa was actually working on Jade's leg, so I think we had a situation where Thunder Rosa had a injured back. she also wore some tape for that you know and uh, 
decent match overall but uh, i don't know man jade cargill looked little off here what did, what did you think i mean yes uh, you couldn't say anything less than that because you know she's been re- only mostly wrestling squash matches and uh, like this was something that excalibur said okay so he was like uh, this is the first time that we've seen jade cargill being pushed to the limit i'm like because thunder rosa can actually fucking wrestle so yeah this match was it was fine to be honest like it was good in parts when thunder rosa was mostly selling for jade cargill and uh, you know you could see you know jade's experience was showing clearly in this match and i was scared you know there was like some strikes that she was doing it looked very nasty on rosa and there was also a part where thunder rosa slipped while she was doing a move from the uh, from the second turn buckle and uh, besides that yeah i thought this match was it was okay like passable match but uh, i was really rooting for thunder rosa i wanted her to win the tbs championship but i think she has like a bigger fish to fry now that we know what happened yeah so as we get to the final part of the match like thunder rosa is on offense there was some distraction with uh, mark sterling and the referee so they were having a little back and forth so while this distraction is going on some uh, like a hooded figure actually what happened actually was that a weapon that was used on thunder rosa it felt like a bottle that was smashed on thunder rosa yeah right like uh, she like a some foreign object was used like i think it was a potter or something like that so once this was done jade cargill took the advantage here she hit the jaded finisher got the win thunder rosa is pinned jade cargill is moving on to the finals so there you go and uh, post match thunder rosa attacked jade cargill so this hooded figure actually came back so it was basically a two on one beat down on thunder rosa so finally this hooded mystery person actually you know decided to you know uh, take off the mask and uh, once uh, she took off the hoodie i shouted mercedes mercedes it was mercedes martinez uh, who was the you know mystery person here so they continued their assault on tondorosa but ruby soho came out for the save so yeah man mercedes martinez is all elite what did you think about that it's high time that she got a better spot than where she was and she's been wrestling for like 21 22 years and uh, i thought i think this is the place where she's finally get to you know be who she is on a more global stage and it's a it's a great addition as it is you know the aw women's division just keeps getting stronger and stronger and yeah happy to see her in aw now yeah tony khan signing mercedes martinez is a better decision than the entire queen's crown tournament there's your queen's crown uh, reference of the week and about that topic like tony khan actually had a opportunity man in the initial days to sign mercedes martinez she even made a appearance for them at the first all out oh yeah women's casino battle royale that was the first all out yep She, yes and she she was the joker card right yeah he had the opportunity to sign her because at the time she was doing indies showing up on nxt as a free agent 
got the opportunity to do you know do appearance for AEW as well but i think tony khan actually didn't care for her at that time and the triple h signed oh. yes and also she wanted uh, she wanted to go to wwe as far as as far as i know yeah at that time because that was a really a option nxt was still somewhat hot at that time but then you know what happened yeah and that was like the peak time where they were holding talents just so that they don't go to aw but now you know with pandemic it bit them in the in the ass and now they're just happily letting people go that being said okay that being said there's a good chance we might see tony storm in aw in probably 3 months time another great addition oh excellent like mercedes martinez is so great overall Tony Storm could actually be a legit star in that division. Yes, and also you know she'll get to she'll get a place to shine as it is, and uh, you know she'll be happy there somewhat because uh, like ever since moving to the main roster she was like she was unhappy she was clearly unhappy and apparently she quit instead of her getting released she requested for it which was I th- I thought it was a brave move. and now i think yeah she does live in the us right now so you know it will be easy for her to just make the jump to jacksonville and where she'll be like loved and respected more for her wrestling so it's going to be awesome i really want to know what was the reason she asked for the release was it creative or personal stuff i mean i don't want to speculate on that but the i think the reasons pretty clear why creative yes and that like case, she should get pie face yeah if it turns out to be the creative one then huge respect for tony storm and uh, this is how all the talents in wwe should be speak up yeah she just like fucked this and she just went home apparently so much respect is what i'll say but uh, let's uh, get back to this jade cargill bit so let's uh, do our predictions man jade cargill or uh, ruby soho for the tbs title i hope it's ruby soho but uh, it's pretty much jade cargill uh, there's no there's actually nothing wrong with jade cargill getting the title but yeah. uh, i see this match and then i reconsider my option man Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's the whole point of TBS championship is like you know it's the workhorse belt and it's going to be on it's an open challenge one where anyone can challenge for the championship and if Jade Cargill wins then you're booking yourself into a corner because you know you don't want to make her lose instantly nor after given the build that she has leading into becoming a tbs champion so how can you make it lose make her lose the title and also how can you do it effectively and you're not going to do it anytime soon and it'll all just come crumbling down so and it's like a like i said it's more of a workhorse belt so it will it will get its opportunity of being defended like you know almost every two weeks or something i'm picking ruby so to get the uh, championship next week I'm predicting Jade, but I kind of want Ruby Soho to win, and that was the reason, you know, like I said, with the workhorse stuff. I that was the reason why I was rooting for Thunder Rosa as well. 
we'll have to wait and see uh, that's next week we have yet another match uh, booked for you know the tbs debut uh, malachi black versus brian pillman jr yes and <laughs> we got to hear from uh, pillman jr so she wanted it the uh, in ring uh, interview and uh, pillman actually cut a really passionate promo man yeah he did cut a passion promo but the first part of it man the crowd was completely dead until he just started shouting he's like yeah and he's just like i don't know what did he say exactly that he spoke so like he shouted and then the crowd was like yeah and then he's like he was telling about his dad like i never got to see my father but you know the fact that you only get one and uh, then he's like i'm going to bring the fight in out of bring the fight to you i'm brand pillman junior and that's why i'm fighting for my family yada yada yeah, yeah i thought this promo was yeah this promo was done very well actually like it was a very good promo just the first portion the crowd was kind of dead which took it a little away to be honest so the story here is julia hart is been quote unquote killed uh grip garrison has been quote unquote killed so the final guy is brian pillman junior he is deciding to walk in the house of black so black versus pillman junior next week and yeah balakai black also showed up the lights go out and uh, he was on this stage just pointing out uh pillman junior there <laughs> uh, almost thought uh, we were going to see a brody king debut yeah i that's a good chance i mean it could happen next week because it's a big show and they'll just you know go hell for leather for that but did you notice something when uh, malakai disappeared i did the lights <laughs> went back out he was he was he's just walking yeah the, the visual should, the visual should be the visual should be he should disappear but uh, they yeah. caught the camera caught him walking off like a uh, little minor boss there yeah it was hilarious though <laughs> but uh, anyways man this this match is happening and i think it's a good uh, could say rebuilding process for malakai after the cody feud oh yeah he's he's looked like a killer ever since that feud ever happened i mean that feud concluded because it did its job of you know corrupting cody one and uh, ever since he's been on a bit of a tear so he's tearing through the i was going to say a nightmare factory what are the varsity blondes so that's that's the thing that's happening so he's already quote unquote killed both julia and griff now pillman junior stoners is but uh, let's talk about uh, sammy 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 guvara he was on the show uh, he did the cue card bit talking about you know yep. his uh, long title no long not long title reign now his uh, t- tnt title reign where he you know was beating about uh, at least four to five opponents uh, in straight weeks like lethal tony nees ethan page and uh, he said he will you know uh, be you know he wants another shot against Co- cody roads so there is a possibility you could see cody roads and guvara again yes and also in that case um guvara would you say 
they could run a story similar to how they run a story between Cody and Darby of how Darby was never able to beat Cody Rhodes and he eventually did for the big one. So they could probably do something similar in that case, which would be good. Oh oh. Say this. In that case, Cody will be the transitional champion that we were talking about. Hmm. <laughs> in a way, yeah. Probably now or uh, somewhere later down the line. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, let's talk about the main man here, like Mussolini and Kennedy. CM Punk. He was out. Uh, this was actually his first appearance in Daily's place. The commentators actually made a big deal about it. So they were talking about at one point at the pandemic area, we didn't even think about CM Punk showing up here. And he's finally here. So he was actually talking about Daily's place, how this actually is a important, you know, venue for AEW. Talks about uh, the Brody Lee thing, like he was watching yeah. the tribute show, how they treated that man, and God, I miss Brody. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, the in fact, my main memory of Daily Place will Daily's place will be what the the tribute show that they did for Brody, and also. All of Brody's run in AEW was in Daily's place, which is a bit sad because his like he was supposed to debut as Dark Order's leader. It was supposed to be in Rochester, but that's when the pandemic struck hard, and he ended up being like doing his entire AEW run in Daily's place. And uh, also, welcome back, uh, Jim Ross. Good, uh, good little shout out to him. Said. They, everyone missed him and basically you know putting over JR in this moment and then he talks about you know MJF you know he heard what MJF had to you know uh, what words he had for you know for Punk uh, um, like a, a couple of hours ago so he also said that if MJF is you know ducking and dodging him then the Punk said that MJF is a waste of time for him and even punk is decided to you know move on from him because he then he then hit the uh, a line that is that he mentioned in the original pipe bomb like on this mic in this ring even in commentary i'm the best nobody can yeah, nobody, nobody can, can touch me him. that is i actually love that line because uh, i think uh, when i was watching wwe back then on tv regularly we used to get those promo packages, if you could remember, mm. for a, a certain superstar. Yeah, like before the ad break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would always yeah, yeah. play uh, Punk's do. promo packages and that line is always stuck in my brain. Yes. they. I think they used to do for Jeff Hardy as well, like, you know, I'm Jeff Hardy and then he used to just jump from places. And uh, Edge also, even Edge, like they used to do, he was just walking around like a pervert and then he's just sparing people. He's like, my name is Edge. And yeah. so <laughs> it's that really refreshes some good memory, what you just said. Like, and uh, you know what my favorite ad or commercial was? The do not try this one, where we would hear you know, every wrestler you know, talking Ray about it. Yeah, every wrestler Ray Mysterio. Yeah, every wrestler talking about and we would hear uh, Rey Mysterio. I had nine surgeries in my left knee. 
yeah that that has been a meme ever since because even if i you know check out any wrestling youtuber who's covering a rey mysterio match and then rey mysterio somehow lands on his knee so they just mentioned yeah and then rey mysterio takes a bump on his knee and then they just continue with their stuff but um, back to the cm punk promo uh, he even also said now that he has moved on with M- moved on from mjf he also wants gold he wants to become aew world champion that was the entire promo so like we mentioned it is good for now that they are keeping this feud on ice so that you could move on from maybe having some title feuds or something like that hmm hey by the way can you see so, cm punk in the tnt title pitch i was thinking of it when uh, when i was giving my case for mjf becoming tnt champion so probably cm punk would be a decent addition but i feel that he has a bigger fish to fry i feel like he's more on the world championship side but i wouldn't be against him becoming tnt champion i would uh, i think he fits in the world title picture more yeah he does because you can't have cm punk if uh, imagine cm punk becomes tnt champion can't have him have this guy wrestle every week on tv if you want maybe danielson would be a decent addition, decent choice for that i would take danielson over punk for a tnt title run. yeah like he's the wrestler's wrestler is probably the best way to put brian danielson but uh, we'll have to wait and see and uh, did i mention you that i am actually not a big fan of uh the face of the revolution ladder match because it's a ladder match no but go on like you could you could save this type of gimmick matches for special occasion hmm. then we are going into And... the wwe road where october it's hell in a cell february elimination chamber december tlc yeah in a way yes but uh, like the it's it's like a bastardized version of money in the bank in a way yeah you got this sonic ring instead yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the brass ring is what they were saying right when yeah. last year the match happened yeah pretty weird match i thought that yeah the last year's match was somewhat good i'd say like they got Max Caster should to shine as a solo act, and he was doing really well. And that's that's where Cody Rhodes's heel thing actually started to you know brew. Yes, and you know Cody was taken out of the match, and he was just chilling in the entrance entrance uh, stage. You could clearly see him, like you know, he's just lying down, and then the crowd was booing that as well. Yeah, Revolution twenty twenty one was pretty weird. I mean yes even like people mainly remember it for the main event for unfortunately but uh, moving on i think we are getting uh, anthony bowens was starby allen for this week's rampage they did a small preview you know getting a promo out of both these teams here so and i think they kind of mentioned that darby allen and sting are in the rankings in the tag team rankings yeah they're in top 5 apparently oh so 
future title contention not getting the titles on these two yes. guys but uh, at least challenging for them similar like, similar to mox and eddy becoming a tag team mm, okay i actually don't mind it because they are actually a pretty entertaining tag team sting can still go somewhat of but uh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah and, another, another, and that that doesn't mean you put sting in with uh, the lucha bros that would be a disaster in my opinion <laughs> no probably by that time he'd get jurassic express mm, we'll have to wait that that's see. going to be an that that would be an entertaining match seeing uh, J- luchasaurus and sting interact similar to how sting and orange cassidy interacted back then mm, actually i think if you have darby and sting ranked in the rankings you have something for darby allen here he could go after the hmm. tag title so should be good yeah it will be great uh, darby and bowens will be a good match because bowens has really been stepping up as a good you know solo wrestler and uh, he had his match with danielson was like a good shining put a shining light on him and also there was another i think yeah there was an eight man tag or something if you remember where uh, uh there's i think the uh, yeah the varsity blondes and the uh, jurassic express versus the acclaimed and another team i don't know so, yeah, actually that missed uh, two rampages a couple of weeks no 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 it was on dynamite we had covered this match oh really yeah mm. so that that was like like that's where anthony burns really stood stood by himself or let's say shined on his own so that was where you know people started to take notice of how good he can be and this match with darby is also just another step in the right direction for him yeah that's happening on rampage uh you want to do a small preview for it like uh, what we have for rampage this week yes uh so we have this match uh darby and bowens where even dabi you know they had that exchange he's like the main event tag team we should be in the main event and we are not even in the top 5 and then dabi is like i can wrestle anywhere i want i'm just happy to wrestle challenge accepted so we have this match we have the street fight between bunny and uh, penelope ford versus anna j and tai conti and we have the tnt championship match between cody and ethan page so yeah bro how can you forget about the main event we have a technique by taz uh, and uh, this is yes. uh, hook the crook the crook should be a good one man yes oh man i love how taz calls his matches because basically it's taz doing the play by play stuff right so he's like oh bro it's in the he's locking the koji like jujikitami bro and then he just hits him with the suplex is like yeah that's the el camino bro he's just he just calls each and every single move up and it's it's good to see you know it's like kind of beautiful because it's like the father and son relationship speaking of taz uh, we also had a promo from ricky starks where he is just basically wanting to kill dante martin and uh, he's like if you you eliminating me in the dynamite diamond ring uh, battle royal you just killed your chances of winning it and you just killed your chances of having a good career as well and then hobbs is like oh you, you really want to mess with us again you did, didn't you remember what happened the last time i faced you and then 
it cuts to the match that they had when Dante was, you know, climbing up the ranks when, you know, when people started to take notice of him as a wrestler. So, this could be a match somewhere probably next week on Rampage or the week after on Dynamite. So, I'm liking this Dante and uh, Ricky Stark's feud or Dante and Team Taz feud, which could eventually or hopefully lead to Darius returning and uh, excited for to see what happens. Yeah, I kind of forgot about this feud after all the hook hype we have been getting for the weeks. Mm-hmm. Yes, and speaking of hook, did did you notice? Like, did you see like the post match stuff on Rampage where Hook slaps Cody Rhodes after he wins the TNT Championship? Really? Yeah. How did I miss? They that? had an they had yeah they had a segment after the show. Yeah, Hook is becoming a legend in front of our eyes, and it's lovely to see that. And uh, this guy has uh, you know. Uh, I think he's the number one merch guy in AEW right now. Yeah, apparently he outsold CM Punk. <laughs> uh, on that note, I want a original hook shirt by AEW. Yes, I hope they somewhat. I, I hope they start selling in India. Do you need to check out uh, Walmart or Target, man? Yeah, there's no Walmart or Target here. That's a pretty shame, if you ask me. I mean, let them do what they want, right? But moving on, man. Let's uh, talk about the main event. Are we missing something? No, no, no. We like we've covered the the Ricky Stark promo was the only thing we missed. Or yes, if you want to cover the Hangman and Daniels and the promo package that they did. Uh, nothing much on just preview, I guess, for the match. What do you think about yep. uh, them adding the judges? You know, if it goes to a draw again, they have the judges deciding the winner here. Yes, uh, I don't remember. Like, I remember them doing for uh, Jericho versus Cody the judges bit, but I just came across something recently where they had a sixty-minute. draw and then there were uh, judges after i think it was a 98 wcw episode yeah we are yeah, i guess draws so. over there yes and that's when i think dean malenko or benoit was one of the judges for a match i don't exactly remember what it was like i've been recently watching the osw review of uh, the ultimate warrior in wcw story arc So that's where I saw it happen, but I don't remember who was that, like whose match it was to have those judges for Maybe the Eric second Flair match. No, it wasn't Ric Flair because Flair wasn't there by that time. Like he had returned after. Was doing sixteen minutes. I don't know. There was no Ric Flair. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, my main question is. Will this go to a sixty-minute draw as well? No. No. But I have a feeling it will kick. It will be the first match on the card because uh, they've been explicitly mentioning that you know it's the first match to kick off the TBS era on Dynamite, and if that's the case, then they'll put the TBS title match on main event because of course TBS. Uh, I don't mind mind them. Uh, you know. 
opening or you know main eventing i was thinking that they're going to open with the tag title match you could have the world title match in the main event yeah but the tbs title is also there and you really need to crown the first champion for the channel might as well we'll have to wait and see how that works but uh, i think there is a chance 90% chance that this also goes to a draw as well i don't know <laughs> But uh, overall, pretty excited for this match as well. It should be a, another classic, you could say. Yep. Yeah, that week. That week is going to be hectic because I don't know what's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh fuck! Right, it's like Wrestle Kingdom is three three days at this point. Yeah, the, it's like first. The third week. The two days sorry, plus. Yeah, the third night is pretty underwhelming for mm. the Noah versus New Japan show. Yeah. Like it's, it feels like pretty long book that match. Sorry, the card. Yeah, it's all tag matches. Yeah, pretty good introduction Mostly. for me as a newbie for Noah. Hmm. I mean, there are a few really good Noah matches, like some legendary ones in the past. There was one very recent, like Dins Magbang in the middle of COVID. That's prob that's my only exposure to Noah, and besides that, like, not much. But uh, let's talk about this AEW Dynamite main event. This is uh, the quote-unquote undisputed era. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and uh, this is actually the in-ring debut of Kyle O'Reilly. So they are facing Orange Cassidy and best friends. This was a entertaining trios match. Uh, what did you think about it? Oh, this was awesome! Like they were just they weren't stopping. Is like is the way I would put it in a very simpler way. But, but uh, yeah, I mean this match ruled. Like so much good stuff happening. Like there was just spots left, right, and center. Some really brutal looking hits from Trent and Kyle O'Reilly. So I thought that was a good matchup. and of course orange cassidy doing orange cassidy things and i'd say this was a good showcase or if there was someone who shown bright in this match was chuck taylor with his aerial offenses and man he's he's got the best pile driver in aw i'd say yeah there was a point where adam cole ate not one but two pile drivers yes back and after that he just gets hit with a yeah back to back and then he gets hit with a beach breaker right after yeah there was a uh, time where one pile driver was deadly now this guy is eating back to back like what the fuck <laughs> bro caridian destroyers are like very desensitized now so a pile driver is what is a pile driver then and pile caridian destroyer is also a, a version of pile driver just putting it out there but uh, this match was entertaining but uh, there was some story here like i didn't mention this in the promo that the elite did like uh, they are still you know continuing it seems the kyle o'reilly adam cole you know drift because uh, i think adam cole turned on uh, kyle o'reilly this year only like january february that was the valentine something show that they did for NXT takeover vengeance day yeah yeah so they are still trying to bring that element as well what do you think about that i thought it was a good way to you know continue the story from where they left off in another company because of course they'll be having trust issues in kfab 
and uh, is it is it really a rift between both of these guys or they are just working the elite into something like it's a it's a good continuity process but if they have if they just had Kyle join Adam as it is then it would be like a very dumb way to get around it it is but you know that being said Kyle O'Reilly joining Adam Cole because they've feuded like so much across so many various companies and Ring of Honor PWG I think in NXT and now you know in AEW like they've feuded and they've also been together and at the start they've all, always been together at the start which eventually leads to them you know turning on each other so that really puts Kyle O'Reilly in the sting territory because he's he blindly trusts people and then he gets fucked over either by the same person or different people and sting is like in kayfabe the most dumbest person to you know in a team or a faction so orally somewhat there for me if we are doing this continuity also well i just realized that uh, sting was in the dumb baby face category yeah orally is somewhat there but you know orally has always been a heel in whenever he starts off so so uh, what happened was at one point adam cole actually or was it the other uh, way that uh, he took out his tag team partner yeah it was kyle riley he was going for a knee strike on uh, i think it was trent and then trent ducks and hits adam cole instead so yeah. adam cole is out for the rest of the match so the baby faces were about to get the victory here but uh, here comes out uh, uh, brandon cutler he just uh, was running across the ring entered and uh, he gets kicked in the face or something like that i love the way how brandon cutler sells it like he fell off hell in a cell <laughs> yes he should give we should give more credit to brandon cutler man he just works his ass off no matter what he does and he does really well and it looks like uh, he still he will be having that uh, face mask for life it it uh, i think his broken nose will never recover i guess i mean it has <laughs> If you see BT, then that means. But uh, uh, Brandon Cutler, you know, he gets his ass handed to him. Then the young bucks show up as I think the referee was a little distracted. Double super kick, I guess, to the best friend. So I think this led to O'Reilly and uh, Fish getting the victory for the team. Yes, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like the f- fire of the dragon or something Chasing like that. Chasing the dragon. It was a very cool name. Chasing the dragon. Yes, thank you. It was a very cool name though. And uh, O'Reilly picks up the win with uh, like I think he pins Trent, and th- th- that's a lot. And so, uh, the yeah a little post match uh, bit here where this time last week it was uh, uh, Adam Cole was with uh, O'Reilly and Fish. This week, he walked out with the Young Bucks. That's basically the entire story. The custody of Adam Cole ladder match. Yeah, you, you, we it's don't want the soon. face of the revolution ladder match. Do this ladder match instead at the table. Or have Adam Cole on a pole match. That rhymes. Or on a folk. And yes, Judy Bagwell style. Rest in peace, Judy Bagwell. Yeah, let's put so in the forklift. Hmm. Let's put uh, Sue. Sue, Sue. Okay. <laughs> Shit. You forgot about Sue, man. No, I did not. I just didn't hear you properly. How dare you? 
sorry but uh, there you go man that was uh, dynamite yep that was, like now that we've re- reviewed it i don't know it i had more fun reviewing this episode than actually watching it because i mean like if like we said the show was there but uh, i think we are f- i did we mention about uh, brit baker versus rio how do you feel about that match happening next week that is i think is going to be main event of the battle of the belts that's the only match announced for now so probably it is but yeah i mean it's fine whatever they do but uh, anything else you want to add before uh, we get the hell out of here man <laughs> i don't think so good on that note ridwan where can these guys find you so you can find me on twitter and instagram at @ridwan_raman and if you're watching this in video form you can see it somewhere bottom i still haven't figured out it's been like 6 months now yeah it's going to be a long term build when you finally no uh get the hold of it where the name template is actually located it deserves its own my way video so i'm giving you the opportunity of creating that so uh you can find slam of wrestling on twitter at slam of w instagram at slam of wrestling you can catch this review on anchor and spotify as well this was the aw dynamite review and I'll see you guys next time Adios. Should I stop now?